With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. It's the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, this being when, I'm sorry, Monday. I'm so stuck on Wednesday. Monday, November 30th. That's right. It's November 30th. So we're finally 27 days after the elections, and we're still trying to figure out what's going on. It's interesting that you should talk about that because I live in the state of Michigan, and I have never seen such election interference in my whole life. I mean, this has got to go down in history as the safest elections ever. There have been so many people trying to assume and make assumptions. And I'm a little bit uh, wondering, just wondering, just about curious as to what will happen to those folks when the dust has settled and you have to move on. What will happen to the careers of the people who try to interfere with the elections? What will happen to their reputation? Because history is going to record them as being really not simplistic, but simply out of touch with reality. And I dare say some people might just find themselves in a bit of a pickle after the elections are over, after the inauguration is over and things sort of return to a more normal pace of life. But I want to talk about something that 2020 being the twilight zone year that it has one of the fallouts from the pandemic, a number of evictions. That's right, a number of evictions. People couldn't work as a result of the pandemic. The government did not place top gaps in the system to take care of its own people, despite bailing out millionaires and billionaires, despite bailing out big businesses, but people were not bailed out. Some of those businesses got enough money but still fired their employees took the government's money and walked away. I believe that there's going to be a lot of fallout come 2021 after this. A lot of people lost their jobs and as a result have lost their homes. Uh, Back in August, uh, the first spate of evictions had started uh, because people who rent were facing evictions. Now it's people who owe mortgages, people who have mortgages, who have not paid their mortgages going on to six months, those folks are about to lose to be evicted by banks who collected money from the government to stay in business as a result of the pandemic, but who have not passed this forward. The thing about that is that people have been evicted, and this has caused random and has caused widespread coronavirus cases. As a matter of fact, a new research Uh, claims that as many as 10,000 people died of COVID-19 this year as a direct result of eviction bans coming to an end. 10,000 people died. Researchers at CNBC report that allowing evictions to resume after several jurisdictions had imposed moratoriums 
because of the pandemic, led to as many as 433,000 additional coronavirus cases and as many as 10,700 coronavirus-related deaths in the United States between March and September. You notice I struggled reading these numbers. It's because my mind cannot quantify the fact that there are over 433,000 cases. I can't get beyond that. Uh, Here in Michigan, we topped over 350,000 cases since March. Last Friday, we counted 17,000 cases. Now, because we didn't count Thanksgiving and Wednesday, by the time they announced it on Friday, we were all freaking out. And guess what? The cases are going to spike post-Thanksgiving. So people start feeling sick today. And they have gone back to work feeling a little something in their throat, start feeling a little, but think it's a sinus infection. Or it might be the beginnings of the flu. By the end of this week, into next week, we will start seeing cases spike again and again. And we got to, we have to ask ourselves this question. We, we asked people, we suggested, you can't, you know, control people, but we suggested that don't gather for Thanksgiving this year. If possible, do it by Zoom. A lot of people did that. A lot of us just called each other up and say, hey, uh, on the unusual kind of Thanksgiving, but I want you and I to be here to celebrate the next one. And instead, people still traveled. They flew in record numbers. People flew across the state, across the country, to overseas even, to visit friends and loved ones for Thanksgiving. People left, a lot of people are returning from out of country come uh, this week with the coronavirus in check. And cases are going to spike again and again. When will we become aware that this is not a hoax? This is not something that is not real. North and South Dakotas, the two Dakotas are evidence of this. In Sturgis, South Dakota, where they had the bike rally back in the summer, remember that? 250,000 people gathered. And after that, even the state of Minnesota had to blame that gathering in Sturgis, South Dakota, for a spike in coronavirus cases. When will we get the message? Where's the outrage? I don't understand this. This is a virus that is killing people. This is not war. This is not biological warfare. It's not any form of war weaponry. This is a virus that is killing us because of our own reluctance to accept that we should wear a mask, that wearing a mask is lives. We think it's unpatriotic. How stupid do we sound to anybody listening when we say wearing a mask violates my human rights, shutting the country down to hold the virus in check is unpatriotic. I was reading a reporter, uh, it was, uh, I was on Twitter, and uh, a, a doctor, an emergency room doctor, said he had just left work, and he wanted us to know that the ICU beds at his hospital were, in, were at capacity. And he just left work and is driving past the restaurant, and the restaurant is full. And he said, will we ever get it that we should stay home? 
I have not been out to eat since February, I think. When the cases started spiking by the end of February, it was not a good idea. I do takeout. Yeah, you order online and it gets delivered. DoorDash is the most popular one, I think. Or I just go and pick it up, right? We can still support our favorite restaurants. A lot of these are neighborhood restaurants that you really don't want to see go out of business because you know the people. Some of them have been in business for 20, 30 years. Their family passed from one generation to the other. Nobody wants to see that. But for the love of God, we've got to accept that we can't congregate. Now, I understand the outgoing administration had a problem in giving small businesses money. In fact, they, their whole uh, desire was that, and their whole philosophy was that giving people money to stay home meant they were lazy. I don't know where they come up with these archaic racist belief systems from, but it worked because guess what? Keeping people home meant that people went broke, they got sick from the coronavirus, and now died. I think the survivors need to find those lawmakers who wouldn't sign off on the coronavirus bill and sue them within an inch of their lives. I think that's what needs to happen. Until you make them feel the crunch, until you make them feel what it feels like to be without, then they will never understand it. Every lawmaker gets a salary, especially the ones in Congress. They get paid into perpetuity even after they leave power. They get all kinds of kickbacks and all kinds of uh, considerations that are given to them. They get lifetime health insurance forever for them and their immediate families. Therefore, they cannot simply understand what it feels like. They cannot understand what it feels like to pay rent every month that you have to work. I've, I've always viewed rent paying as something that I never aspired to. When I got divorced, I had to move into an apartment. And I had to pay rent, and I cannot begin to tell you how unsteady that was because I always felt you were living on the edge. I used to say, what if you lose your job? Then where would you live? Well, guess what? That happened. I had to go live with my mother to survive. Do you see what I'm saying? And a lot of people have done the same thing. They had no choice but to pack up and go back home. And then they brought the virus home to their families, to their parents and grandparents. We have a situation now where in order to survive, you have multi-generations living in the same house. We saw the same thing in the financial crash of 2008. Somehow we emerged from that. But now here we find ourselves again, right smack back into the same pickle as we were. And now it's even worse. It's even worse. My goodness. Now we find ourselves in a situation where People are out on the streets. Now, let me walk you through what happens when you get evicted. When somebody gets evicted, they, they're given a date by the court to leave. You still go to court, but for some reason, they're not going to find in your favor. They always find in the favor of the landlord, whether the landlord is your bank, your mortgage company, or, your, or just some random dude who owns your, the house you live in or who owns the apartment complex or some corporation like Jared Kushner and company, right? So you find yourself at the mercy of the courts who will enforce the eviction. They're going to do it. They do it. They send the bailiff out. The bailiff, they post a note on your door that you must vacate by a certain date. When you do not vacate, they come with people 
to enforce the sher- local sheriffs accompany them. And they put you out on the streets, your stuff and everything else, and your children are left standing there. If you have not made arrangements to go, they will put you out. I kid you not. Now, when people find themselves in that, if they don't have relatives to go stay with, yes, you can go to the local housing coalition in your city and you can find some help. The problem is the housing coalitions are overwhelmed. They refer to it as a tsunami of homelessness. You notice the mainstream media is not focused on it. You know why? The mainstream media is owned by Republicans and Republicans do not do what? They don't want to look bad because it's their own policies that have caused this. They still want your vote in 2022 and 2024. They're still going to come and glad handle with you and smile with you to get your vote so they can continue to stay in power. So they're not going to broadcast through MSNBC, CNBC, NBC, CNN, for crying out loud, or Fox, that widespread evictions have emanated from COVID-19 because, again, they caused COVID because it was a hoax in February. It was the Kung flu virus. It was the China virus. It was everything but what it was, an epidemiological event that was a virus that was a pandemic because it was right across the world that caused widespread displacement and eviction. Unmanaged, mismanaged by the government that was Republican-generated. People voted for the Republicans. There was a Republican president. The Republican Party controlled the Senate. And all Mitch McConnell and the Senate did was block, 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 block. So people got no relief and no aid. So the mainstream media, owned by those very same Republican parcels, are not going to tell you what the fallout from the coronavirus is. That funeral homes are under siege, that they have whites, they have morgues. Remember when they started showing us at the beginning of the pandemic, they're no longer showing you what it looks like, that they're using warehouse to store bodies because they're not enough hands to dig graves to drop people in, and we're not in a war zone. They don't want you to see that because you will rise up, because you will get angry, and you will march on Washington and demand something be done. The same idiots who are marching in Washington right now or who said they were going to march in Washington to keep Trump in power when that was the very reason why we're in this. I wondered why you were marching. I'm like, what's the disconnect? Why are you marching? Are you marching to get aid from the, for the coronavirus pandemic? You're going to march because he didn't win and he caused the virus to be mismanaged like that? Every other country had the virus, but their populations were taken care of. Canada, to the north, Canada does not have an economy as big as ours. In fact, Canada depends on America. Canada exports 30-something percent. A lot of their exports come to the United States. Canada paid its citizens $2,000 a month to stay home. They also provide moratoriums, not just for evictions, but you know what else they did? They subsidize your rent up to 65%. Canada does that. Yes, they do. And we can't do that here. So now we have people walking the streets. They're in shelter. So you go down to your local housing coalition. And when you go down to your local housing coalition, they sign you up. 
But what happens in that time frame? What happens in that space of time? You go down there, they sign you up, and you are placed. If you're a family, you are given a precedence, right? You're given preferential treatment and given preference. So they place you somewhere. Some people end up in a shelter. When you go into a shelter, such as the one we have for the Exodus Foundation, when you go into a shelter, what happens? What do you think happens? Nothing. You have other people who come in. They may be asymptomatic. And before you know it, somebody has coronavirus. You know what happens to your soul, to your spirit, when you become evicted? You have nowhere else to go. You don't have a home of your own. Imagine you wake up. Where are you going to sleep? You want to use the bathroom? You want to brush your teeth? You want to go use the bathroom in privacy? And you can't because you don't have control over your setting. And so people get sick. Sometimes it's not just the sickness of the virus. It's the sickness of the spirit, the hopelessness, and the despair. I myself to cope with this pandemic like the rest of us, I have had to take mental health breaks. It cost me something. I couldn't stay, especially after the elections we had. I was off the air for two weeks. The combination of the fraughtness and tension in the atmosphere and the possibilities that could happen. Because see, when I was 25 and 30, I didn't pay attention to this stuff as much because you just didn't, you weren't as engaged. The older you get and you look at the ramifications that could emanate from decisions made by policymakers, you begin to, you, you become vested. You, you ask yourself, what on earth is going to happen? You recognize your own vulnerabilities, that they could make a decision that could impact even your life, even if you have layers. So you, you're trying to create as many layers between yourself and disaster as much as possible because Frankly, that's the only thing you feel that can save you. And you, you, you become more and more aware of your vulnerabilities. And so it weighs on you. Then we had the elections that really didn't need to be dragged out that much. I'm saying to the GOP, really, you didn't need to drag it out that much. Okay, so your guy lost. Oh, okay. There'll be another time. Move on. But you drag the whole country through this tension, it, it is perhaps what why people didn't bother listening to, to, to the, the, the concessions and the remarks and the suggestions not to celebrate Thanksgiving with your family. Because people were probably like, I don't know if I'm going to see my parents next year. I don't know what's going to happen. This is the only time I have. I'm going to go see my family, and I need a break. It's perhaps why, because we look at the, we're sliding, we were sliding into the elections, and then it's like everything was just out of control. Like, oh, my God, finally we live in a third world country. Finally we live in a situation where we could have a president for life even if we don't want it. That's what they seem to be edging for. And all those things contribute to the general malaise. So I had to step back. I took a break. I said, I I can't, I just can't. I I had to contain. If you go to my Twitter feed, you realize after a while I didn't post as much. I, I, I had to step back. I just could not do it. <laughs> there was just, there was not enough humor on Netflix. We'll talk about Netflix another time. They have totally lost it. Net, Netflix is either Spanish language films 
or some flipsy films about some unrealistic, unrelatable situations that don't happen to most of the population. They need to go examine their 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 uh their 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 formula that made them winning that's no longer winning. And I cannot. I, I th- th- this is something to be considered. Here in Michigan, they rescinded the powers of the governor to call for an emergency order that would require employers to pay people and require the federal government to disburse funds into people for people's unemployment as a result of the pandemic. They rescinded the government's emer- the governor's emergency order so she could not call for moratoriums on rent displacement and, and not to evict people. Why would you be so wicked and so cruel? That's a wicked act. And I'm sitting back trying to understand this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying in every possible scenario to understand it. And I can't come up with anything except this is wicked. Wicked to large groups of people. You are not blinded by politics or fervor of election of party or party loyalty. You are just simply wicked. It's the same wickedness that created gerrymandering. It's the same wickedness that created redlining. It's the same wickedness that causes racism in healthcare. It's the same wickedness that causes systemic racism. It's the same wickedness that is a perpetuation of white power and white supremacy. That's what it is. And until the people realize that this wickedness has to be eradicated and rooted out, we will never get anywhere. How in Dickens' name can we go forward if we continue to lose people and treat people as disposable items? We have reduced the population by almost half a million people by now. We are over, we are over, I've stopped counting the numbers because I cannot count the number of people who have died since March. It is unrealistic. I still want to pinch myself every morning I wake up and ask myself, is this the year 2020 still? Can I be dropped off? I will crawl into 2021 and hope for a better outcome. I cannot believe it's been almost a year of the pandemic and we have done nothing to take care of the people. America is not a poor country. We're still giving billions to Israel. We're still giving billions to the Sudan to stop a war that, you know, those people are just going to take the money and put it in Swiss bank accounts and put it in accounts in the Cayman Islands. They really don't need anything. You gave the money away for political gain so you could win an election. Meanwhile, the people within the country are dying from the coronavirus, they're being evicted. How can you be so doggone cruel? I can say, the people on MSNBC won't say because they like their million dollar incomes and million dollar lifestyles. The people on CNN are all right wing. Let's just be clear. They're there because they're sympathizers of right wing society. I am not. I am a poor person just out here looking at the diaspora, looking at the situation and saying something got to give. Something has got to change. It cannot continue like this. I can't sit back and continue to just sit here like I'm a moo-moo man, like I don't, I can't talk, like my lips are muzzled. 
I don't care that I don't have a following. I don't care that I don't have 2 million followers. You'd have buy me out if I had 2 million followers. You'd have come tell me you'd pay me $100,000 a month to shut up. And you would have to pay me a lot of money to shut up. I'm not Lil Wayne. We've got a problem, man. We have a problem. We we have no compassion. We lack compassion and empathy. We lack the ability to view someone else's situation as if put yourself in someone else's shoes and say, I would not like that to happen to anybody. What we're seeking is glory. Everybody wants their day in the sand, their day on the news. They want to be seen as important. They believe whatever their misplaced beliefs are, because for a number of you, come February, March, April, May, June, when the dust settles and you realize how your actions are going to cripple you moving forward in 2021, 2022, it's going to be too late for you. Some of you might even end up finding yourselves in this situation. What, they pay you some money so you can go and broadcast and talk foolish and act like fools, trying to decertify an election that already happened, disenfranchising black voters in Detroit and in Michigan and Milwaukee, yeah, and in, in Philadelphia, as if people don't matter, as if the only people who matter are 70-year-old white men and white women who overwhelmingly voted Republican because they're in the business, they've been socialized and raised to do what? To enable and perpetuate white supremacy. Yes, I'm railing against it because it's the same belief system, the same power-broking situation, the same power structure that has caused people to be evicted. And the large percentage of this body of people who have been evicted are black and brown people who worked frontline jobs. Jobs, by the way, where there were servers and cooks in restaurants and busboys, where they lived on the edge anyway, where they couldn't afford to pay their rent anyway. They barely were surviving anyway. People who worked in food service, people who worked at Walmart and Target, and people who worked at the large corporations like Amazon, those are the people who are, who are getting evicted. Those are the people who don't own homes. They don't earn enough to save up enough to pay down on a mortgage. They don't earn enough to pay their monthly expenses. They're the people who are getting evicted, black and brown people. And rest of us, White people sit back, fold your arms, and say, well, it isn't happening to me, so it's not my problem. When are you going to wake up and realize that it is your problem? Are you a billionaire? Do you make a million dollars a year? The next guy coming in, Joe Biden, says if you earn $400,000 or more or less per year, he's not going to raise taxes on you. You believe that? Wait. I'm going to hold my breath waiting to see how that happens. He didn't get there. Because just people voted for him. He got there because a number of very wealthy people gave him a lot of money. You really think he's going to tax them? Let's wait and see what happens. So if you don't earn 400,000%, $400,000 a year, you are, let, you are not in the 1%. Why are you been hanging out with people and believing that they're going to solve your problems? Why are you marching and saying the elections aren't certified for a man who lives in two mansions? He has a, a whole tower on 56th Street in New York. 
and has a whole mansion on Mar-a-Lago in Florida. That's where he's going to go when this is all over. He'll still have his, his 747 jet. What you have? You can barely make the payments on your Dodge Ram and your Ford F-350. Yeah, remember that? How you used to like driving down the freeway and intimidate people? Well, they're coming for that in a minute. Because you haven't made the payment. And your house that you used to say, look at me, I'm middle class, I'm white, I'm middle class, I'm black, I'm middle class. They're coming to get it. Where are you going to live? You made contingencies yet? Well, wake up and realize what on earth is going on. Guys, I'm being as down to earth as can be. I'm laying the facts out so that you see in a down-to-earth manner exactly what is going on. This is not about George Clooney making a movie. This is not a Bruce Willis, he's going to come in sweeping like an action hero, or Chadwick Boseman is going to come in and Wakanda forever and save us. That ain't about to happen. The government has the unique responsibility and the resources to indemnify us against disaster, and they did not. Did you know that? Yes. When they got the warnings and the figures, and they were given all the population models, can pay a lot of money to create these fantastic models that what you call, you and I call projections. They call models. And they could see what the outlying factors and how it could have happened. And they paid them a lot of money. So the government could have mitigated the disaster. By simply saying, look, this is going to happen, but here's what we're going to do in the meantime. Everybody would have said, okay, mom's the word. All right. Okay. All right. Let's, let's do that. The government did not do that. Right now, they went on Thanksgiving break and did not come to a resolution and an agreement about coronavirus aid and relief. You imagine being at the mercy of the government, waiting for them to do something. Believable. Yet, billionaires don't pay taxes. People who earn over a million dollars were getting stimulus through the stimulus package passed. If you earn over a million dollars, you got back a million dollars. They did that so their friends and family members <clears throat> excuse me, could get it. This is a laugh. This is going to be a joke going forward in 2021. When the inauguration has happened and the people, all the people who lied on those loans and paid off people so that they could submit their loans and get the money, when they realize that there are going to be inquiries into how those were disbursed, people are going to just go simply crazy because there's going to be blowback because those loans did not were not distributed to black and brown small businesses. They were given mostly to political operatives. That's how they got their money. That's why they're all over the country. They're walking around supporting and smiling. As if they're grifting off the American people. Ronald Reagan would roll over in his grave. As much as Reaganomics, contributed and Reaganism contributed to the current political structure and the current Republican power structure, I still think he would be dismayed at the lack of empathy towards the people and the lack of patriotism. You claim to be a patriot, but we're killing each other. 
yes, we're killing each other. The coronavirus is killing us off, but you claim to be a patriot. What are you patriotic to? Think about that. You claim that you are a, you are an American through and through. Red, you bleed red, white, and blue. But we're killing people off. You're evicting people, knowing they have nowhere to sleep, nowhere to go. You see the pain in their eyes as they have lost all their possessions. They have nothing. Do you know what it's like to be a non-person? You have nothing. People are sleeping in their cars in parking lots and paying people to watch over them. The housing crisis that had exacerbated, that had happened and was a reality before the pandemic has exacerbated. Last year, I did a whole series on homelessness in America, and I'm focused on it because I provide services to homeless people. They're not mentally challenged. See, the language and the messaging is that you are homeless because something is wrong with you. You're homeless because you're mentally challenged. Excuse me. You're homeless because you can't cope. No, people are homeless as a result of public policy. People are homeless as a result of private corporations who are, who are driven by profit and not by people. We are homeless because we have changed as a nation. Wake up. We're no longer caring, compassionate people. We're all about the money because we see the lifestyles, of the, the lavish lifestyles of the rich and famous, and everybody now wants to be rich at whatever cost. I don't want to be associated with you. Do you have money? Are you rolling with the big ones? Then I have no talk with you. So people sell themselves out for money. They'll do anything. They bow down at the altar of money to money. They will do anything. They will hold large gatherings, knowing it's a super spreader event. People are still having gatherings in churches. I am dismayed at your lack of Christian belief and lack of Christian love one towards another. Can you do this electronically? You're still telling people to come and gather. Okay, so you're having drive-by services in your car. Jesus, take the darned wheel, will you? Give it up. And boasting about it as if it's nothing because you can afford to make sure that you and your family members don't get sick. I don't know what you all do. It's, it's the craziest thing. What are you doing about the homeless? Are you helping them? You have a set of apartments. Some of you all have a set of apartments. Can you put some people up and then go to the government and say, hey, I'm putting people up. I need the money. Give me the money. Something has got to be done. And I'm saying that with all equanimity. I'm saying that not just out of concern for my fellow man, but looking at the diaspora, looking out at the community, something has got to be done and something is going to be done. We have failed as a human group. We have failed humanity. We have failed as humans. We lack compassion. We lack empathy. We lack vision. We have sold our souls for the complacency. We have sold our souls. And we have become complicit in human suffering. We sit back and turn a blind eye and then go advocate for a man who does, needs no advocacy. 
Mr. Trump is a very wealthy man. He has assets. He will leverage his assets. He may not want to take out more loans, but he can. He will leverage his assets. He can tell the bank, I owe you so much money, you might as well continue to let me operate because taking my buildings is not anything. God, nothing, but you were out there supporting him and his policies that disenfranchise you. It's amazing to me. Like I said, if you earn less than $400,000 a year, you ought not to be standing out there talking about not decertifying elections. You need to be with a group of people who look like they're going to do something. I right now I'm still looking. Right at this point. I really want to see when this new administration takes over that they do something concrete to alleviate the distress. I'm holding Mr. Biden to his word that he's going to take care of the American people. You heard me. I'm holding him to his words. He said he would. He said he would fix this. He didn't say he would let the virus go away, but he's going to take care of it. I'm holding him to that. Why? I have vested interest. I'm part of that group of people. Right now here in, just like here in Detroit, here in Michigan, you know somebody, everybody in America now knows someone impacted by the coronavirus. Look at that. Hasn't it leveled the playing field? Hasn't it been the greatest leveler? I foresee that it's going to continue until we get the message that we live excessively. We're too imbalanced. The highs are too high and the low is too low. We need middle ground. We erase the middle ground with public policy, starting with Reaganomics. Now, what we have created is a society that are two Americas, far different from where we started. The same racist policies of redlining and gerrymandering are now being, you are seeing it in glaring day and night, what those policies look like when enacted in a pandemic. And the rest of you went home, put your for Hennessy, crossed your legs and said, it's not going to affect me. I want to ask you a question. Do you earn less than $400,000 a year? Well, it's coming for you. So now here comes the pandemic. These have been going on for a while. The people at the bottom have been living on the fringe for a long, long time. The Republicans have enacted policy in legislatures across the country where employers don't owe their employees anything. They can fire you at will. It's called at-will employment. I couldn't believe when that was passed in Michigan, the union state. But it was passed by a Republican legislature under a Republican governor named Rick Snyder, who was a very wealthy man. At-will employment means they can fire you at any time. You don't have lifetime protection over your job. If you are pregnant and you leave your job, you don't, you're not coming back to it. If they hire you, they can fire you within 90 days, which is what most employers do. They don't have to pay you health care. They don't have to give you protection. So if you are sick and you take a sick day, that means you will get paid for it and you will have a job. Imagine that. So the gap between the rich and poor, they could pay you whatever they wanted to pay you. So you have the prevailing minimum wage of $9 an hour. That doesn't mean anything. They can pay you $10 an hour. What can $10 an hour do at 40 hours per week for backbreaking work for people? 
Think about that. Do you know the inflation rate has escalated since 1971? But we are still paying people as if we live in 1971. It costs more to live in 2020 than it did in 1971, yet we're still paying people like we live in 1971. But the people at the top, their salaries keep going up and up and up. They're given golden parachutes. Where do you think this is all going, people? Where, what do you think is likely to be the outcome of this? Because people are going to raise up. After this has happened, and people realize that they lost their grandma and grandpa, and they lost their aunties and uncles and parents and friends needlessly because you couldn't, they couldn't afford health care. They were mistreated by medical professionals. That's why when they talk about essential workers and protecting frontline workers, I'm like, really? Those racist people who, when they see a black and brown person walking through the emergency room, they don't want to touch them. They leave them. They suffocate them. They leave them to die even when they are calling. Yes, I hear that. I've heard from my people in the front lines how people are treated. They're calling for help. I'm pressing the buzzer. And nurses are standing around like, oh, my God, I'm going back in there. Those people you want me to promote and support, you've got to be kidding me. People who think that because they earn $250,000 or $300,000 a year, they're better than the people who walk in through the emergency room, so they won't touch them. They won't treat them. They won't apply life-saving interventions that could help them. Where do you think this is all going to go? You really think people are just going to sit back, wait till the dust settles? I give it six months. When people begin to realize we wake up and the pandemic is still going on in the spring and it's still going on through the summer and people wake up and realize what on earth has happened, that this, it could have changed, it's going to be mind-blowing. Once someone dies, you can't bring them back. You can't go to the grave, take them out, bring them home, sit them up in the chair, and tell them to talk and walk. Once we have lost them, they're eternally forever lost. People have lost homes. People have lost their kids. Their kids are not in foster homes. Their kids have disappeared into the system. 13, 14, 15-year-old children have been selling themselves to make money for their families to survive. My God, on earth. What has America come to? We have bent our knees at the altar of self-preservation. Self-preservation meaning I will sell myself out. I will open my mouth and take whatever some despot gives because I want to stay in the rain that I am. Some of you out of pure guilt, have you written a check since the pandemic started? Have you donated to a shelter? Have you donated to organizations that are feeding the hungry? Have you given up a house that you don't live in so somebody else can live? Have you sacrificed? Do you know what that is? Have you given something else to somebody else just because? No. What do you think is going to happen? This is going to get worse before it gets better. All we did was change the guard. Changing the guard is one thing. It's symbolic. But doesn't change the underlying situation. You realize that. The underlying situation is that there is a virus that has compromised the air that we breathe. We change the guard, hoping against hope that changing the guard is going to change everything. We're literally catching in our humanity 
Like, oh God, send us somebody. Send us a Messiah. Send us somebody who can help us. You realize that's not going to change the fact that the air that we breathe is polluted. It's not, and I'm not talking about climate change. That's a whole separate issue. The air that we breathe is riddled and laden with the coronavirus. Are you hearing me? The air we breathe is riddled and laden with the coronavirus. My friends, we've got a problem. And the problem is we've got to change. And I dare say the change that we seek is not coming from changing the guard. The change that we need is to look within ourselves, look at our humanity, and recognize that we are at risk. We are the ones who are bad. And when we do that, then we will know that we have got, we have got to significantly change. Something is going to happen. Something is going to change the face of who we are. Change the face of who we have become. We're no longer people of God. We no longer view human beings as people. We view human beings as if they're disposable, as if they're currency to be exchanged for something else. We sold out our Christianity, our goodness, our faith, and we have exchanged it for, for currency in the days of, of, of politics, to, for political favor. We have exchanged our, our, our humanity, made it a currency, so that it can be exchanged for something else. We've sold ourselves out. I'll do this if you do that. We've accepted bribes under the table, over the table, on top of the table, standing out in the hallways. We have accepted bribes. We're going to pay for that. We all are. The Bible says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. You know what's happening? The coronavirus is going to rain down on us. They're going to lock the country down soon and very soon when these next surges happen because it's going to surge and surge and surge the death rate is going to be so exponential we're going to scream when we realize people are going to go out of their minds and when that happens we have come face to face with what our humanity has cost us i say to all of you all of you who participated in this foolishness all of you who were complicit in this I dare say you're all going to pay. We're all in this, whether you like it or not. And it's only the just. And I don't know who those are. The ones whom God feels like he's going to separate, maybe we'll have a chance. But the rest of us, we're going to pay. I pray the Lord that it doesn't come to me in my house. Because from what I can see, there's no way we're getting away from this. 10,000 people have died because they had nowhere to live, because they lost their homes. They didn't have anywhere else to go to. Over 430,000 people have contracted the coronavirus because they have been evicted. You really think on a massive scale that even if you don't believe in God, there's a thing called karma that we all subscribe to. You think that that's just going to go away like that? No, it's not. It's down-to-earth common sense. Something is up. That's as down-to-earth as I can get it. My name is Harriet Kamek. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. Go to my website, HarrietKamek.com, as well as follow me on Facebook and Twitter for more updates. You are also welcome to go visit my pages on iHeartRadio, Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever your favorite podcast platform is. Thanks so much, everybody. Be blessed. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.